Welcome to the Blarney, the official London Irish podcast. Welcome to episode 10 of the Blarney podcast. Coming up in this week's show, we recap last weekend's LV Cup game versus the Scarlets and bring you the latest team news for this weekend's game versus Newcastle Falcons. We also bring you an interview with Academy coaches Paul Hodgson and Declan Danaher, as well as all the latest news on the European Challenge Cup quarterfinal. Last week, London Irish travelled to Wales to face the Scarlets in the penultimate group stage of the LV Cup. In cold, snowy conditions, Irish took a 13-7 lead into the break thanks to former Scarlets player Andrew Fenby, who dotted down for the Exiles. The second half, however, saw the Scarlets come from behind to claim victory despite a late try from Irish debutant Theo Brophy-Clues with his third touch of the game, with a final score of 27-18. Andrew, not the result that Irish had been looking for, but there were still positives to take away from it, especially their youngest ever try scorer. Yeah, really really good news for, for Theo, who I think was aged 17 and 318 days when he crossed, so the youngest try scorer for London Irish in the professional era, which is a real uh, achievement for, for Theo. Um, first half was brilliant, took their chances, dominated possession and territory on the scoreboard. Second half was really probably a lack of composure and playing in the right areas, silly mistakes, decisions from, from players, costing Irish. Um, but Scarlets came out, they, they wanted it more in the end and they got the win. And also a quick note on Ollie Curry again, although it was a loss, it's only going to be positives getting these young guys experience at a first team level. Yeah, I think as we alluded to last week, it's all about playing in these big games, getting that big match experience, which the LV Cup is, is perfectly made for. And now the team news ahead of tomorrow's LV Cup fixture with Newcastle Falcons. Pass over to you, Mike. Yes, Glenn Delaney's gone for another experienced lineup this week. Leo Halavatal, Jimmy Stevens, and Halani Olika start in the front row. Nick Rouse captains the side from second row once again alongside Sean Cox with Kieran Lowe, Connor Gilson and Dan Leo in the back row. Tommaso Leary and Miles Doran make up the half-backs with Owen Griffin and Eamon Sheridan linking up in the midfield and James Short, Topsy Ojo and Tom Homer in the back three. On the bench, Mike Mayhew, Ken Dowding, debutants who has already represented Irish in the A-League so far this season along with Richard Palfman, David Lyons and Ollie Curry is named on the bench once again. Darren Anson is on the bench and is, is in there to get his 100th appearance for the Exiles, so a great achievement for him. Theo Brophy-Clues is named amongst the replacements again, along with Fergus Mulcrone. So again, quite an experienced side, but you've still got those academy boys in there to get some more experience for them as well. Yes, absolutely. But brilliant achievement. Let's start with Darren Allenson. He's not starting the game, but was very impressive last week for 50 minutes before he was replaced and uh, five years has, has been a very good servant to London Irish and I'm sure all will join in giving him a standing ovation when he does eventually come onto the puck tomorrow but you've got the likes of Theo and Ollie in there for another go um, looking at the Newcastle side very interesting they've gone for uh, all, probably possibly their strongest starting 15 so they obviously have one eye on uh, next week's uh, return to Aviva Premiership action and as we mentioned there both Theo and Ollie are in the academy and to chat all things Academy, earlier this week, Andrew caught up with Declan Danner and Paul Hodgson. So first of all, guys, thanks for taking the time to join us. Um, earlier this week, we announced that three of your senior Academy players have extended their contracts. I guess, Declan, if we start with you first from a forwards point of view, um, can you talk us through Ollie Curry and uh, how, how he's got that new deal? Uh, Ollie Curry's worked incredibly hard the last couple of months. Um, I suppose the strengths of his game are his physicality, his work rate uh, and his tackling and I think we've seen that in the couple of glimpses he's had playing for the first team 
um, and he's got areas to work on. So stuff, uh, his line-out work, um, his ability to catch pass and, and carry the ball, um, which he's working hard on. But um, he's, he's done incredibly well and um, he's one to keep an eye on. And just quickly, you've mentioned that first team experience. Obviously, he's played in the LV Cup, but in November last year, he had the opportunity to play a Premiership game as an 18-year-old. Not many players get the opportunity to do that, so that must have been brilliant for him. Yeah, look, I think it was a fantastic experience, and in terms of his development, it's you know it's kicked him on. Um, and obviously, he's alone at Isha, and he's learned a lot from them as well. But that first team experience is invaluable, and I think we. We and him, he learns a lot about himself. So when he comes in on a Monday, the aspects of the areas of the game, he knows his strengths and then he knows the areas he's got to go and work on. And it's, uh, it's just that continual process of, of improving himself. And hopefully we can do that. And Paul, I guess same question to you regarding Conor Murphy and, and Ross Neal. Yeah, two guys have done um, fantastically well. You've got Conor Murphy, who probably got some of the best core skills you'll see of anybody his age. Um, you know, both his passing and his kicking, um, he's worked very hard on, um, but they're, they're at a very good standard already. Ross Neal, one of his um, points of difference would be his ball carrying, um, the ability to sort of break the game line, but to offload as well. Um, both guys are very coachable and uh, very much what Dick was saying, listening on the Monday morning to how they got on with their their um, own games. And uh, I think something like Connor has um, really benefited playing week in, week out for somebody like Henley and become a real asset to their team. But it gives you a real opportunity to work on things each week, which he's done so. Mick Crossan and, and the owners of this club have invested quite heavily in the academy. And obviously the three of these boys, as well as the, the, the core group of youngsters you've got coming through, that must you know make you guys you know really happy about how this is developing as a programme. Mick's always been you know a, a big fan and, and, and to help the academy um, Pretty much since I think since it's been set up, um, and that continues. And I think whenever we see Mick, he's he's always interested. He wants to talk to us about um, how our boys are doing in terms of the money he's invested behind the scenes. Uh, not all of it, I suppose, is you know people don't see a lot of what's going on, but it's it's been invested in the right places. Whether that's for us as coaches, SNC physios, um, the players, whether at they're in senior academy or in those junior academy levels, um, hopefully they're getting um, the best at every level now. Yeah, I think this club has been very well documented how um, how good it is at, at developing and um, obviously having academy players graduate into um, senior team, but obviously quite often losing them as well. Um, you know, I'm not saying anything that, that everyone doesn't know already. I suppose our biggest challenge would be now um, with the the complete makeover of the club going forward will be to be a, to, to hold on to those players. Um, and it starts with these 14, 15 year olds right at the bottom with the DDP coaches who, I, there's a lot of coaches out there in our DDP programme that are doing some fantastic work. And then um, the support staff with Nick Gallagher and Manny, um, both physio and SNC coach, um, Adam as well. They're doing fantastic work with them. Um, and then you've got the rest of the team in, in Billy, uh, Billy Clark and Giselle, who you know, we're trying to have the whole round package where uh, a player wants for nothing and uh, you know, if he's going to progress he's going to progress here and um, at the same time really similar to them you know how how important it is to to play for the identity of the club um, the history and the legacy that goes with that um, and therefore their aspiration is not just to become a professional rugby player it's to become a professional rugby player with London Irish.
Yeah, I think uh, for us, uh, for as a, from a forwards point of view, we get a special mention goes out to Matt Parr for some of the work he's done with some of the junior front row. Um, gives up his time on a Monday, um, and I think you know, it's an hour before we run a session on the Monday. Gives an hour of his time, whether it's in the gym and, and outside, improving those guys and their scrummaging, um, hookers, you know, the, the pack working together. And I think we're starting to see that in our race games and our 18s games, and hopefully some of those guys can take those skills they're learning from Matt um, into the first team Monday. And for you two as well, and obviously Nick, um, you're still in the rugby environment, albeit in a different role. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's good. I think I speak for, for both of us maybe, but I think we, we look forward to coming to work. Um, we enjoy working with the team, Paul, Nick, Giselle, Billy, uh, everyone behind the scenes. I think we get on and, and it's an enjoyable environment. And what we're striving to do is uh, improve, hopefully give, giving time and improving the players around us. And I think we're starting to see a little bit of that fruit now and maybe it's not out there in the public domain yet but hopefully in the years to come um, people can see see the hard work that's been put in behind the scenes yeah I honestly believe that Nick Kennedy at the top the director of the academy he's um, able to coordinate something pretty special now you know you say that we've got you know um, good resources which we have uh, and you know somebody like James Molyneux who's, who's helping us with the analysis side of things which allows us to do endless amounts of work with these young athletes um, and yeah Declan's right you know we haven't seen it yet but the conveyor battle players is starting and you know at the moment we're very excited about the 40, 15, 16 year olds in our programme who will come through and um, you know support the team from from the, the bottom and uh, you know there will be some signings which have been announced which is fantastic but there's no doubt that having a winning academy and having players come through that way is 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 the way to have like a sustainable success. Yeah, I think the work Nick's done behind the scenes, like I said, a lot of people don't see that in terms of whether it's getting back connections with the 50 schools in our patch, whether it's connecting with universities, um, St Mary's, Southampton, um, coming up with different ideas, interacting with the first team. Um, he's constantly trying to kick the academy onto a to a different level. Um, and like I said, I think a lot of people don't see that because it's it's a lot of it's behind the scenes. Um, but he's doing invaluable work and, and I think it's, it's a pleasure to work with him every day. Yeah, from an angle where literally not leaving any stone unturned from re-engaging with over 50 schools in our area, uh, making sure that you know, fingers are not pulse with those schools, those relationships, um, having those connections with not just schools, uh, grassroots rugby on Sunday mornings, you know, so out scouting Wednesdays, Saturdays and Sundays has been a big part of the first six months and uh, Long may it continue because you know this isn't just for uh, the here and now. This is you know this is to be developed going forward. And you know, I honestly believe that in five years' time you'll see a huge part of the squad, which would be from the academy. And that's just that's just really exciting. And that's the type of thing that you know, now that we're not players, we miss out on that match day buzz. But uh, seeing your guys uh, being part of the um, the match day 23. Um, you know, Ollie Curry and Theo Boffy Clues last weekend and hopefully the same this weekend. That's where we get our bus from now. And it was also confirmed uh, yesterday afternoon that London Irish's European Challenge Cup fixture with Edinburgh will take place on Sunday the 5th of April with a 5.45 kickoff as the game is being televised live on BT Sport. So that's a big date for all London Irish supporters to put in their calendar and, and look forward to. Um, knockout rugby for the first time in six years. Definitely, knockout rugby is always exciting, so it'd be good to get it back at the Medeta where it belongs. Absolutely. 
And that's all we have time for on this week's Blarney. Thank you very much for listening and make sure you subscribe and leave a review so we can be sure to bring you the news that you want to hear. Thank you for listening to the Blarney, the official London Irish podcast.